Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, as good of a player as there is in baseball, as good of a position player as there is in baseball. We'll tell you why over the next hour. John Schaefer with you here on the wrap-up show. Jim will be here. Um, Jim was in Laguna for the day. Jim spends more time in Laguna than he does in San Diego, but Jim will be here, I'm told, within 15 minutes. So Padres win the series against the Rays. Jim has not his deal where he only joins when the Padres lose, so that's why he's not here today. Um, he'll be here in 15 minutes. Really good series, really good homestand. Really the first time we've said that all year, that the Padres have put together a good homestand. We asked for 4-2 and two against the Guardians and the Rays. We get 4-2, and two, and it's hard to ask for more than that. And the truth is, if you look at the last four weeks, Padres have played well. It's about 25 games. Um, Padres have played well, and we'll see if they can keep that up beginning in San Francisco Monday night. Not going to be an easy series. Giants have won seven consecutive games, but last couple of days, really impressive. Obviously, Blake Snell against his former team, the way he pitched, and then Fernando Tatis Jr. making play after play um, incredibly for the Padres here today, really willing them to a 5-4 win over the Rays. So as you make your way in, please subscribe. We have me around Padres content for you. Please subscribe. Uh, smash the like button for us if you wouldn't mind. Padres win a series against the best team in baseball. I think that's deserving of smashing the like button for us. You can follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. Do appreciate that. Um, and the Super Chats. Really do appreciate the Super Chats. We're here for you on uh, this Sunday evening. To the fathers here, by the way, happy Father's Day. Good way to celebrate Father's Day with a victory over the Rays. So we appreciate the Supers, really do. And especially to start the show as a one-man band, I'm not even looking at the chat. I'm only going to see the Super Chats. So if you want to make sure to interact with the channel if you want to make sure i see your comment we really do appreciate the super chats click the dollar sign below the chat box it is a great way to support the channel also if you want to become a member click join down below you can become a member and get custom emojis and badges and even additional content so happy father's day and let's get into this thing as the padres again beat the race five four they win the series and believe it or not this is the first time the padres have had a winning homestand this year i mean isn't that incredible First Padres winning homestand of the season was June, whatever today is, June 18th. Capped off on June 18th, and they needed a win to cap off a winning homestand. Otherwise, they would have gone 3-3. Three and three. So, finally, the team, you know, looks like themselves at home. Um, you know, finally, the team has been scoring with more regularity. Uh, not necessarily yesterday, but the pitching was really good. I thought today the pitching was good. Joe Musgrove working in and out of trouble, allowed a lot of base hits, but didn't allowed that big hit, got some double plays as well. And offensively, Padres are scoring five-plus runs a lot. Uh, they've done something like 13 or 14 times in the last 25 games. So offense is clicking uh, to a better degree than what we saw, obviously, the first 40, 45 games of the year. And uh, the Padres win it here today 5-4, and we'll get into everything that Fernando Tatis Jr. did here tonight as well. Um, okay, let me get to the first super of the night. Uh, Vector 53, thank you. He says, ugly win, but winning the homestand, I'll take it. Um, yeah, I don't see it as an ugly win at all. Um, I mean, against the Tampa Bay Rays, what was ugly about it? Um, the fact that they outhit the Padres, the fact that they had, they had opportunities, the fact that uh, you needed Fernando Tatis Jr. to wreak havoc on the bases. Yeah, sure, that three-run inning was created by Fernando Tatis Jr., yeah, sure, you preserve the lead because Fernando Tatis Jr.'s arm and Austin Ola's tag. But, I mean, to me, that's opportunistic baseball. Teams don't do that to the race, taking extra bases like that, two extra bases on a ball that barely left the infield after that throw went down to second. And then for Tatis to cut down the runner at home with a 100-mile-per-hour throw, um, 
yeah, I, for me, there aren't, really aren't on any ugly wins, especially against a team with 51 wins. Um, so agree to disagree on that ve- vector. But the truth is, um, like you said, I agree with what you said there. I'll take it. Um, because it's a series win against the Tampa Bay Rays. Who would have envisioned that after game one? I mean, that was hard to see after game one. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the, here, here's what's not ugly for me. They just won consecutive games by two or fewer runs. They hadn't th- done that since like the first week of the season. I want to say they were 2-15 and 15 in their last 17 games decided by two runs or fewer. And they win back-to-back days against the Rays. So we might call it ugly. I would say improving and opportunistic and Josh Hader coming through in the ninth inning and preserving small leads against good teams. That's that's encouraging. But thank you, Vector53, as always, for the super chat. Let me get to this from our buddy Jesse. Jesse, what's going on, man? Hope all is well in Hawaii. Thank you for the very generous super chat. He says it's been a long time, been busy with work. Great series win. Thanks for everything you do, you guys or who I listen to when I get the chance. Really do appreciate that, Jesse. By the way, if you're not watching on replay or live, you can always listen to the podcast as well. Find us wherever you get your podcast. But if you're unable to catch it live, um, if you want to you know, catch it on the run because you're in your car or you're going for a run or you're you know, doing dishes and you just want the audio, you can always listen to the podcast edition as well. But Jesse, thanks for hanging out. I know you're out west, further west than we are in Hawaii. But yeah, it's a really good series win. You lose game one, trailed in that game 6 nothing, And then game two, you know, offensively didn't do a lot, but Blake Snell was brilliant, struck out 12. Um, and Blake Snell, look at his last five or six outings. He's got like a sub-1 ERA. So the second half Snell that we've talked about, we've been accustomed to the last couple of years. We're seeing it earlier than the second half. I think it's at least encouraging that he's doing that right now. And then today, Musgrove, again, not at his best, but goes six innings, last just a couple of runs. Uh, bullpen, you know, when they needed to be good was good. Nick Martinez benefiting from the defense behind him. I want to say he left five singles in that inning. So Nick Martinez has not been perfect recently, but got bailed out by Tatis, got bailed out by Nola. And then Josh Hader, what can you say? Uh, preserving the one-run uh, win, pitching very well and effectively in that ninth inning, goes back-to-back days. It'll be interesting to see what the bullpen looks like tomorrow. They don't pitch Hader three consecutive days. You might have some guys down, San Francisco, has won seven consecutive games. Um, Seth Lugo's coming back this series, it looks like, as well. This is a tricky series coming up for the Padres where everyone, of course, would take a series win. I mean, they've won seven consecutive games. So going to San Francisco, of course, you would take a series win. You would do that anywhere. I mean, I think you you win two of these. You split this series, and you'd have to feel pretty good about where you're sitting because the Padres all of a sudden have pulled to within one game of 500. So, Jesse, thank you. Guys, thank you for the Super Chat. It's going to get to all of them. If you're here, subscribe. If you're here, thank you for the Super Chats. Click the dollar sign. It is below the chat box. Let me get to Juan Soto Walks, um, who says Nola played well today. Give him credit. And as you've heard me say over the first seven minutes, I've credited Austin Nola already a couple times for that throw um, or for holding on because that's not an easy play to make. First of all, he's positioned well, especially with the new interference rule. And by new, I mean over the last, whatever, 10 years, five or 10 years. Um, But this is a 100-mile-per-hour throw. This is the third fastest throw in the StatCast era from the outfield. Two of them are from Tatis, by the way. And he picks it, a little bit of a tweener hop. I thought it was a nice bounce, a good hop. It came up enough for Nola. But to pick it and apply the tag and stay out of the runner's lane, Austin Nola deserves a lot of credit. I mean, a ton of credit for that. There is a high probability that that play is not completed because that's a hard play to make for a catcher. Whether it's runner's lane, whether it's picking, whether it's tagging, that is not an easy play to make. 
And Austin Nola showing today why he deserves a spot on this roster because that play could have been the difference between winning and losing defensively. So, um, you know, I think that was encouraging. You look at what he's done at the plate, had a base hit tonight, but we know what he's hit. We don't need to exaggerate it. He's not going to hit 200 this year. That'd be very surprising if he does. He's not going to have an OPS over 600 this year. That'd be very surprising if he does. But if he can come up with a timely play like that, defensively that's really encouraging and again there is, there is no Tatis play without the Nola tag there and without the you know Nola um, play defensively there so for as good as that throw was from Fernando Tatis Jr. I thought Austin Nola made a pretty good play as well I'm not saying it was as good as the Tatis throw but it was a very good play on the back end by Nola so thank you Juan Soto Walks I always appreciate you uh, hanging out with us let me get to another super here um, again, John Schaefer with you on the wrap-up show. Please subscribe. Padres win the series over the Rays. Jim will be here, I'm told, in the next 10 minutes or so. Justin says, play small ball, wins games, and Padres did that. The series with runners on Padres, really not to stop swinging for the fences with runners on. Um, listen, we know about their struggles with men in scoring position. I think that continued today. Let me look. Yeah, they were 3 for 12, which by their standards is, is better than what they've done. That's 250. They've hit around 200 this year. And you look at the way they did it today, you know, a swinging bunt from Juan Soto, but Bethancourt makes the wrong decision. It goes to second with the speed of Tatis. The ball caroms away. Tatis not only goes to third, he scores somehow on that ball that barely left the infield. I thought that was the momentum play that the Padres needed. Um, But you're right. The last couple of days, they've just put the ball in play, right? Yesterday, the bunts, three consecutive bunts, part of the two-run inning to back Blake Snell. And then today, it, it's not as if they did it with power. You know, trying to see Trent Grisham start a rally with a double. Jake Cronenworth doubled. Rugnet Odor, how good has he been? Um, you know, doubled in this game as well. But there wasn't a ton of power in this game. No home runs for the Padres. Nobody in this game had more than a hit. Padres were out hit in this game 12-7. So, um, you know, oftentimes that happens to you and you don't hit for power and you're going to lose. But that didn't happen today. Why? They were opportunistic. Credit Fernando Tatis Jr. Why? Because of their defense. Fernando Tatis Jr.'s throw. The Rays were out defended, so to speak. Like the Padres made more plays defensively than the Rays did here today. I thought Cronenworth made a good pick on a ball in this game as well in that eighth inning to get out of it. Um, And then, you know, Stephen Wilson, a scoreless inning. Josh Hader, a scoreless inning. And yeah, Nick Martinez wasn't great. Um, but he preserved the lead thanks to Fernando Tatis Jr. and Austin Nola. Um, so encouraging, really encouraging overall. I mean, this is not just some good baseball team they beat. They beat a really good baseball team with the Rays on fumes, maybe. 17 games for them in 16 days, capping off a road trip. But, I mean, that's an excuse. They're not going to use that. There's no way Tampa's using excuses at 51 and 24, whatever the record is. So, um, you know, Padres have had – Bad series this year. They've lost a good, you know, they've lost to bad teams at home like Kansas City. And now they've won three consecutive series, including against a, a really good team in Tampa Bay. It's cliche to say measuring stick, but I mean, it's a, it's a good team. As good of a team as there is in baseball. And to beat them in a three-game series, I think it's at least encouraging for the Padres who have pulled to within one game, again, of 500. Um, all right, I'm going to get back to the Super Chats here. Justin, thank you again. Um, yeah, you're right, though. I mean, the small ball, putting the ball in play, being aggressive on the bases, getting good pitching, um, just put the ball in play. Padres have the second worst batting average on balls in play in baseball. That means there'll be like a regression to the mean. There'll be improvement at some point. You wouldn't think they're going to hit you know, that poorly all year on batting average on balls in play, right? That 
seemingly will come up, especially with the players they have on this team. You know, this should not be the worst hitting team in baseball. It just shouldn't be. And we've seen a lot of promising signs, I'd say, over the last four weeks with this offense. Uh, Jake, thank you, man. Buy Bitcoin daily. Longtime viewer and supporter. Thank you for your membership. Thank you for the super. He says, um, a 4-2 and homestand for a happy Father's Day. For you, John, LFGSD. Thank you, Jake. Really do appreciate that. Yes, celebrating a Father's Day. Have a four-year-old um, busy weekend so far that continues tomorrow on Juneteenth. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate you saying that, Jake. Really do. Um, so, yeah, four and two homestand and a good way to celebrate Father's Day. Huge crowd, obviously, at Petco Park. The crowds have been unbelievable. The Padres setting a record already for most home sellouts at Petco Park. I mean, it's June. And they're not even over 500 at home. And they've already set a record for the most home sellouts at Petco Park. So the crowds have been unbelievable. Padres are now playing better at home. And uh, they cap off Father's Day with a win over the Rays. And they do it 5-4 today. Um, all right, let me get back to these uh, supers. Cruiser, thank you. Who says, shout out Christiana and LT, who pitches... Tuesday and Wednesday. All right, let's see who pitches Tuesday and Wednesday for the Padres. You're going to get Michael Waka tomorrow. TBD Tuesday, I think, is going to be Seth Lugo for the Padres. And then you Darvish will pitch Wednesday for the Padres, then Blake Snell. So now that's your four. Waka, who's been great, Lugo, Darvish, and then Snell. Those are the four for the Padres to pitch against the Giants. Um you know, I don't think it's an easy series, obviously. Giants have won seven straight. Um, you're going to the Bay. Padres, uh, you know, historically, obviously, have struggled with San Francisco. San Francisco has been, you know, a very good team traditionally, especially over the last 10 or 15 years. Uh, they've been up and down more recently, but they're playing good baseball right now. Um, seven games over 500, second place right now, I believe, in the NOS. They've passed the Dodgers, who have really struggled. Yeah, they've passed the Dodgers by a half game after sweeping through the Dodgers. So San Francisco 39 and 32, Dodgers 39 and 33, San Diego 35 and 36. Um, top four in the division, Arizona, San Francisco, Dodgers, Padres, Arizona. Uh, you know, he's still been good. I don't think as good here recently, but 43 and 29. They're three and a half games better than the Giants, four games better than the Dodgers, seven and a half games better than the Padres. And despite the Padres, you know, winning each of the last two days against the Rays, they're still three and a half games out of a playoff spot. So three and a half games out of a playoff spot. Again, plenty of time, a world of time, especially with the way they're playing. Now that they're playing better, you're not as worried about you know the time, so to speak, because they still have 90 games and you know they've played really well over the last mm -hmm. month. They really have. Um, all right, guys. So as you make your way in, appreciate everyone being here. Please subscribe. We do have year-round Padres content for you. Appreciate the super chats as well. Just click the dollar sign below the chat box. As you know, we get to each and every super chat. We do need to thank our sponsors here tonight on the wrap-up show as well i'm going to get to ishmael with the super chat in a moment and again guys if you're making your way in if you want to make sure i see your comment especially doing the solo tonight please consider a super chat by clicking the dollar sign below the chat box um i want to thank mark nimitz who's been with us as you guys know since day one mark nimitz is the title sponsor of the wrap-up show i've had a number of insurance policies through mark now i had a homeowners and earthquake insurance from day one with mark so that's like two years I picked up a life insurance policy at some point in the last six months. And Mark is a great insurance agent. You can take that from us um, because I had a claim in here in 2022, flooding in my kitchen. He took care of everything and he made the process so seamless and simple and easy. It can be a very confusing time 
when you need to file a claim. And Mark took care of everything. He called me. He called me. I think I sent him a text. He immediately called me, took care of everything. So if you're looking for an insurance agent that's going to save you money, he can save you $750 or more. That's right. He can save you $750 or more on your insurance. Um, if you're looking for someone that is a San Diegan that supports our channel, that has been doing business in our community, that is a lifelong Padres fan, you got to get in contact with Mark Nimitz. You can click the link in the description down below to get to his website. Um, but he's a great insurance agent. You can take that from us. He can save you $750 or more. The next time you have a renewal, before you just renew, call Mark. I'll talk to you about the Padres. He'll save you money on your insurance. Um, and the next time you're looking for a quote, you can get it online. Click the link in the description down below. Free quotes online. Auto, home, business, life, condo, renters, whatever it is. He can save you money. And before you pick up a policy with anyone else, get in contact with Mark Nimitz. See how he can help save you money. Um, okay, let me get back to the chat of the Padres again. Win the series against the Rays. They win today 5-4 behind, again, Fernando Tatis Jr.'s brilliant plays. I've never seen a more, a more toolsy player, so to speak. I really haven't. I've never seen a more toolsy player than Fernando Tatis Jr. Just never have. Um, it's like he also has like this sixth sense with his tools. It's like he's a six-tool player. The, the, the back pick throw he made to first earlier in the homestand to Jay Cronenworth. I mean, his speed and his power and his ability to hit and his defense, he's quietly become, I don't even know if it's quiet. He's quietly become the best right fielder in baseball, and he's done it in 50 games. It's just incredible the confidence he's playing with. He's got the speed. He's got the agility. He's got the athleticism, and he's put it together so quickly. It's just incredible what he's been able to do. Um, all right, let me get back to these supers. Thank you, Ishmael, for hanging out. He says, hey, guys. Um, AKA, hey, John. Hopefully, Jim will be here. But thank you, Ishmael. He says, the last two games proves that our guys are playing better as a team with the small ball. Uh, yeah, I think they, again, I think they've been opportunistic. Um, let me go back yesterday. Um, you know, this was not an offensive display yesterday. Four hits, uh, 0 for 4 with men in scoring position. No, I, I, I don't have that right. Um, four hits, one for seven with men in scoring position. Even these two wins. They are four for 19, just a tick over 200 with men in scoring position in these two wins. But they've put the ball in play and they've challenged the defense and uh, they forced Tampa to make some plays and Tampa, for whatever reason, hasn't been able to do that. So, you know, I'm kind of past how they're winning and I'm to the point where I just want to see them win. And that's what they did yesterday behind Blake Snell. And then Stephen Wilson and Nick Martinez and Josh Hader. It'll be interesting to see if Hader's available tomorrow. He won't. They won't pitch him three times in three days. It'll be interesting to see if Nick Martinez is available tomorrow. Probably not. He's pitched uh, each of the last two days. It'll be interesting to see if Stephen Wilson is available tomorrow. He's pitched each of the last two days. So you've put yourself a little bit behind the eight ball, but the wins are what matter. And they've picked up a couple of wins. So I'm not going to get, I'm not going to lose sleep over what they do with men in scoring position if they're winning. I, I just can't. And we can... You know, highlight it if they're losing, and we'll talk about it. If they go one for 15 in the game with men in, men in scoring position and lose by a run, well, yeah, of course you would talk about it. Um, but I'm with Ishmael. I think they've, for whatever reason, they've put the ball in play a little more the last couple of days, and it's worked to their advantage. It doesn't always work like that, um, you know, and they haven't been great situationally, but there were some small ball moments each of the last two days that are encouraging for the Padres that have been a reason why the Padres have been able to score runs and then ultimately win games. So I agree with you, Ishmael. James, thank you for your super chat as well. Guys, thank you for the supers. Just click the dollar sign below the chat box as the Padres beat the Rays today 
5-4. He says, uh, if they can give Cronenworth a random extension while declining, then they can give Snell an extension with as good as he's been lately. That You know, it's interesting, James, you say that. I, you know, I'd be surprised on Snell. Um, a, it's going to cost a lot of money. You know, B, there have been highs and lows with his time in a Padres uniform. He's been hurt. He hasn't thrown a lot of innings. He's had some really good stretches, like the stretch he's in right now, where he's been good for the last month. That's not the only stretch he's been really good. I thought his August in 2021, his second half in 2022. I just think he's not going to come cheap. You know, he's still in his prime. Um, you know, it's going to be a significant investment to keep him. Is that the type of investment you're willing to make when you're already, to some extent, handcuffed with your spending moving forward because you have high-dollar long-term deals, right? And you just extended out Joe Musgrove and you Darvish. I just, I don't know. I'd be surprised. Not, not to say he's not deserving based on what you've seen over the last, you know, month and a half. And not to say he's not going to get paid. I think he will get paid. And I think he's going to get a good deal. I don't know how good of a deal. I don't know how many years and I don't know what it's going to be per year. I think it's going to be a sizable deal for Blake Snell. I just would be surprised if it's in San Diego. For me with Snell, ride this out. Hopefully you get the best of Blake Snell. 2018 type pitcher. If he pitches like that, gives the Padres a chance not just to get into the postseason, but hopefully win when they get in the postseason and maybe make a really deep run. Um, because we know, um, I think to some extent it's cliche, that he's got some of the best stuff. There have been times where it doesn't look he has like he has some of the best stuff in baseball. There's other times where it looks like he does, like the way he's thrown it here recently. Um, but I'd be surprised on that. Yeah, the Cronenworth thing was a little bit out of thin air. I think they looked at it as, as a value play and you say, well, hold on, $80 million. Well, yeah, that's a value play today. Seven-year deal. If a guy contributes, there's some value in that. I mean, they, they're handing out two, 280 here and 300 there. 80s, you know, 80s, 25% of a $300 million deal. So, you know, yeah, the Cronenworth deal to some extent was surprising. I didn't think the money was crazy. I thought maybe it would be more like 10 a year, not 11 or 12, but it's not crazy. Um, he's got to contribute. He's got to produce more than he has, but... Snell, I mean, what do you guys think? You can put it in the chat. You think you think there's any chance Blake Snell's back in 2024? I'd be surprised. I really would. With the dollar commitment they have moving forward, I'd be very surprised. If Blake Snell um was back, you know, Wolfpack says he could get, you know, a Musgrove type deal. I mean, that's a lot of money. And that's a lot of risk, to be honest with you, because health is a huge factor with those long-term pitching deals. And you gave it to Joe Musgrove, and maybe you got a hair of a discount because he's a San Diegan. He's still got a hundred million bucks. Yeah, I don't know if you're getting that discount with Blake Snell, and I don't know how reliable he's going to be. I just don't. I don't know how reliable he's going to be. So, again, it's a it's a a question probably for another day, and it's a bridge to cross at some point. But yeah, I mean, just ride this thing out. Ride this thing out. I, I mean, there's no way. I'd be very surprised if there was an extension. Uh, you can't say no way. But while he's pitching this way, hopefully continues for a long period of time. Um, I'm seeing some people throw in like what type of deal could be uh, Musgrove, four years, 20 per year. I, I don't even know. It's too early for me to even think about it. I haven't done the dive on on Snell, but you know, he, he's very team friendly now. I want to say he's in the midst of a five-year, $50 million deal. It won't be near as team friendly. And when he gets to free agency, you wouldn't think after this year, assuming he can finish off this year. Ishmael, thank you again for the super. Um, he says, I still think we're a buying team, but is there money? You know, we, we've talked about this a little bit on the wrap-up show. I think we've talked about it probably on um, San Diego Sports 760, on John and Jim as well. They are buying. 
okay, there is no scenario now that they've done the the dig to get out of the hole that they were in. Um, there's no reason to think that they're going to go back into the tank. There just isn't because it feels like they've done good work to get out of the spot that they were in early in the season. So assuming this team hovers around 500, there is only one way you can look at them at the trade deadline, and that is as a buyer. You know, I don't think it's going to be Ishmael like we saw last year or even in 2020 when they got like a Mike Clevenger last year, obviously Juan Soto. It's like a generational trade. 2021, they tried to pull off a, you know, franchise altering trade for Max Scherzer. I don't see that. I see it being more depth. I see him attacking areas with more precision. And if he's able to do that, I don't know if the dollars are going to be as much of a concern. Like, I don't know if you're going after a player that's earning $30 million a year. You might just be going after a player, reliever, having a good year, veteran starter, like a Michael Walker making seven or eight million dollars a year, and again, remember, if, if someone's making seven million dollars a year and you get them July thirty first, you're only paying him for two sixths of, of the season. You know, two sixths of that deal, one third, so two or three million dollars. So I'd be shocked if they took on tens and tens and tens of millions. But you take on a ten million dollar deal and you're paying one third of it for the rest of the year is three million bucks. So I think he could do a move or two like that. I really do. I'm sure they could take on you know, one, three, five, seven million dollars. And and remember, when you take on salary too, you can sometimes part ways with salary, depending on what's going the other way. But yeah, I think they're a buyer. I think it's more depth than it is superstar. I don't know if their system's really going to allow them to make some huge splash addition. I don't even know if they need a huge splash addition. I think if they play well, they have the splashy players already in-house. What I do think they might need is an ability to complete the roster. Maybe they need a DH because they got veteran aging DHs. Um, you know, maybe they need an outfielder because of Trent Grisham and you move Tatis over to center. Uh, maybe they need an additional insurance policy in the rotation because Seth Lugo could run up an inning situation and he's been hurt. Michael Waka could end up, uh, could run up to an inning situation and you can never have too much bullpen help either. So that's how I look at it. Like be precise, create depth, add a figure that, you know, is additive, so to speak, because they, 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 thought they've gotten it right a lot over the last couple of years. And it doesn't always work, whether it's Soto last year, um, whether it's Adam Frazier, whether it's Clevenger who got hurt, right? I mean, whether it's Nola. Um, so there's some swings and misses in there. Not to say Soto's a swing and miss. He isn't. But he wasn't the end-all, be-all answer last year in the second half. As we all know, he was highly criticized um, for his performance last year. So I, I'd be – obviously, there's no Soto trade coming. They don't have the system to do that. And B, I don't know who the Soto is. Maybe it's Shohei Otani. He's not going anywhere. Um, you wouldn't think based on the way the angels have played, which is reasonably well, 41 and 33 is better than reasonably well. If the season ended today, the angels would be the second wild card in the American league. So yeah, I'm with you, Ishmael. I think this is a buying team. I really do. I think this is a buying team and I think this team will be over 500. I think they will be well over 500 to be honest with you. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. No longer for me. I know Jim's talked about, well, they got to get over 500. And I understand it. I understand it. They do. Um, and this thing's been slow to turn over. It has. It's taken 70 games. I'm encouraged. Um, am I a 100% believer in everything I've seen? No, 100% would be a little aggressive. But they've consistently won series, and they've consistently played good baseball for four weeks. Are there blips in there? Yes, there are. There's a blip or two in there. Uh, Guardians game three, Rockies game three on the road. But you look at it on its face in its entirety over the last four weeks, and they're playing a lot better. And you can't watch this team and tell me that they're not playing a lot better. 
whether it's offensively, whether it's the improvements Tatis has made in right field, whether it's the pitching they've gotten from like a Michael Waka, whether it's the back end like Josh Hader. Like if you're watching this team, I think you're encouraged by what you're seeing too. And again, I'm not saying this is the best team in baseball, and I'm not saying they're going to be 15 games over 500 at the deadline, but this team should absolutely be multiple games over 500 at the deadline and in position at the deadline to make the postseason. Hopefully they're not chasing anyone once we get to the deadline, and that allows A.J. Preller to hone in even more and be more decisive because if this team continues to hover or is 2-3 under or 2-3 out, then you do have some question marks about ultimately what type of move he will make. But I think if they can continue to play good baseball over the next, you know, what is that, six weeks, then it becomes even more clear in the path for the Padres in 2023. That's the way I look at it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, all right, guys. If you are here, I do want to remind you that um, we can't do this each and every night without your support. And we also can't do this each and every night without the support of our partners, like our friends over at Aura. ORA.organic for shipping and U.S. subscription orders over $50. Great company. Their co-founder, Will, is a huge Padres fan, a huge supporter of this channel. And you can check them out at ORA.organic or by clicking the link in the description down below. They have only plant-based nutritional products. I took the probiotic earlier today. I've taken their probiotic for over a year. It's a great, great product. I've got my wife hooked on this now. We both take multiple probiotic pills per day from Aura. I've been taking a probiotic for over a decade for digestion. And this is a great product. I've taken it for over a year. I'll never take another probiotic um, because of Aura. So thank you, Aura, for that. Uh, they also have pre-workout supplements. They have proteins for after workouts. They have omega-3 oils as well. If you're taking a fish oil, you can take their omega-3 oil. They have sleep pills. They have immunity pills. They have something for everyone. Click the link in the description down below, ORA.organic. Again, if you're looking to get healthier, whether it's yourself, it's your family, it's your friends, just want to support the channel, make sure to check them out, ORA.organic. Um, okay. Let's see. What else? What have we not even touched on? Um, you know, I was encouraged by Musgrove. What's interesting for me with Musgrove is he's not throwing a ton of pitches. Now, again, he's got this bursa sack situation with the elbow that has to be managed. Maybe that's a part of it. Um, but I want to say 385 pitches today. Do I have that right? 85 pitches, all strikes, 61 strikes. He wasn't striking anyone out, right? Ball was put in play. But it worked out relatively well. I mean, it was, there was traffic all day long. There was traffic. But when he needed to make a pitch, when he needed to get some defense behind him, by and large, he was able to get it. Um, and he sat on a lead for a while. Padres did that three-run inning after the Tatis play. And then he preserved the lead. And he goes six innings. I mean, this is what true workhorses and true aces do. You know, it's not seven scoreless innings every single time. It's not eight innings of one-run baseball every single time. And Joe Musgrove, truthfully, has not had the same start to 2023 that he had in 2021 or 2022. This thing has not been a straight line with the dumbbell or whatever the hell it was that dropped on his foot. What was it? Kettlebell. 
to falling on his shoulder in a rehab start to burst a sack to burning the bottom of his feet in Mexico City. Remember that on the turf? I mean, it is this thing has not been easy. He's got a 4.22 ERA. Solid, not spectacular, not ace caliber, but he's given you innings. He's five and two for whatever that's worth. I don't get, you know, enamored by starting pitching records or just pitching records in general. Um, you know, 53 and a third innings and 10 starts is low for him, right? Five and a third innings essentially per start. Um, so let's see how they manage. Let's see how they manage Joe Musgrove. But it's just interesting to me when I see 85 pitches. Now, again, it's a very good, it's a very good lineup. You know, I think you go six innings against this lineup, one of the better lineups in baseball, and allow just two runs. You feel pretty good. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see how they manage Joe Musgrove moving forward. I was never concerned about his, you know, ability to pitch every fifth or sixth day over the last couple of days. We know injuries happen. Or over the last couple of years, we know injuries can happen. But he was just that bulldog workhorse, whatever the cliche is, you know. 190 plus inning guy essentially with the postseason last year. And um, it's not going to be that year this year. He's at 53 innings and he's a start starting halfway from the halfway point. So now he didn't pitch as much in the first half, but you know, what's he going to throw in the regular season? 130 innings. So his innings are going to be down. There's no question about it. His innings are going to be down. Uh, all right. Let's see what the cat drug in here. Jim Russell. He said he'd be here in 15 minutes and was here in 33 minutes. I didn't know you joined Jim when the team wins. I thought you were just a hater when the team loses. <laughs> yeah, you're right. On social media. Yes, yes, yes. I, I just only show, I only am there when the team loses. How was Laguna? It was great. We had a friend's dinner, and uh, so, yeah, it was awesome. Were you singing the theme song to Laguna Beach or whatever that MTV show was? <laughs> no. I don't, I don't remember the theme song, but... What's it called? Uh, like, in the OC. Wasn't it um, Cutler's, like, wife was on that show? Jay Cutler, yeah, Kristen Cavallari. Yeah. Lauren yeah. Conrad? Yeah. Or, No. Chris, Lauren Conrad, not Kristen Cavallari. You're right. No, Kristen Cavallari was his wife. Lauren Conrad was like the main character. Oh, on that show. oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. You know, um, we're just talking yeah, about no, the I... fact that the Padres won the last two days against the Rays and have pulled within a game of 500 and are coming off their first winning homestand of the year and have a big series coming up against the Giants beginning tomorrow night. Yeah, no, I don't want to talk about wins. I only want to talk about the loss on Friday night, which okay. was <laughs> just kidding. Like I had someone. And the reason why I'm saying this is because someone on social media was like, oh, so on Friday night, they were awful. But now, since they won two games in a row against the Rays and won the series, that they're good again. It's like, okay, bro, first off, hindsight is a great thing, okay, for you, apparently. And if I knew they were going to win the next two games against the Rays on Friday night, I would have said that. But you didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And nobody knew that. And I think I said even... You know, they're going to have to win these next two games to have a good homestand or else it's going to be not. I mean, uh, it's not going to be good. They have to win the next two games. What happened? They went out and won the next two games. They played really well. They had pitched fantastic. And now we're sitting here Sunday night. Like we said on Friday, we hope that we are talking about this team having a four and two homestand after Friday night. 
Yeah, it's a good homestand. I mean, you're right. And, and I'm with you. At some point, we, we said this a lot. We've said it a lot. This is the first winning homestand of the year. At some point, they were going to need a homestand like this. Yes. And finally, they get it. Now the question is, and this speaks right to Cruiser Super that's rolling in. Cruiser, thank you for the Super Chat, guys. If you're here, subscribe. And uh, we do appreciate the Super Chats. Great way to support the work we're doing here. Happy Father's Day as well. For those that are watching here live or on replay, appreciate the Supers. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. He says 13 games in 13 days. Worried about four days rest with starting pitching? Question mark. Yeah, this is a bit of a stretch. This is what Tampa is coming off. 17 games in 16 days. They had a doubleheader in there. Um, I'm very concerned about the next two days. Let me tell you why. Not to say they can't win it. Tomorrow, you got Hader, Martinez, Wilson down. They've all pitched these the last two days. I guess one of them could pitch. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going more than an inning, and you're not going to see Hader. And then on Tuesday, Seth Lugo, who I think will be fine ultimately, but we haven't seen him. So you're worried about his ability to give you length and also about what he looks like. So that's why I'm worried. And by the way, San Francisco's won seven consecutive games. So that's why I'm worried about the next couple of days. Absolutely. They just swept the Dodgers in LA. Um, They've turned their season completely around. They're playing the type, like they had a stretch. They're in the midst of a stretch where you want the Padres to have, Mm -hmm. right? Like winning, I think like 30 out of their last 45, like they're 30 and 15 in their last 45 games or something crazy like that. Like you, you want the Padres to do that. And they, frankly, they kind of need to do that in order to, you know, get into this thing because the giants are red hot. I don't know if they're going to, you know, if they're going to stick around, but as of right now, they're there. The reds are red hot. I don't think they're going to stick around, but still they're in front of you, you know, Uh, Milwaukee, you'd figure they're going to stick around. And then you have the Phillies who are playing much better baseball as well. Um, and so this is going to be a situation where there's a bunch of teams grouped up fighting for three spots. I agree with that. No, I agree. And even with the Padres having played well for the last four weeks, ever since the turning point game against the Red Sox at home on that Sunday, I don't know yeah. what the record is, Jim. Do you know what the record is since then? Is it 15 to 10, 16 to 9? It's 15 and 10. 15, so that's good baseball. That really is. It's 600 baseball for 25 games. So, but even with that, you know, you're three and a half games out of a playoff spot. And they played 15 and 10 the last 25 games. You go 15 and 10 again the next 25 games. You know, maybe you're, you're even for that last playoff spot. Are, are you freezing or am I freezing? I'm, I'm not cold. No, I meant like your, your Although computer. I have a sweatshirt on. I don't know. I don't think it's, it's a sweatshirt. Hmm. Is it me? Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Yeah. Jim shows up 33 minutes late and then leaves. Um, but Cruiser, I, I'm with you on this. 13 games in 13 days. Lugo, bullpen availability. Yeah. I mean, that's my concern. Do I like the way they've, you know, just played in general without those particulars? Yeah. But I mean, this is, this is a, this is a series that hopefully doesn't trip them up and hopefully they can at least salvage a split here. I mean, obviously you do better than that. It's, you know, one of the better series you've played all year is what I would say. Was anyone frozen? I think it might've just been Jim's computer, to be honest. Is it my computer? I think it might've, well, I think it might just be like on your side. I don't see you freezing as I watch you talk or. Is it my internet? I just plugged it. I just replugged it in. Bud. Good day. It's like old days, man. Dude, that is old days. No, it seems good. It's like glitching on my side. Okay, I guess we're good. Yeah, uh, yeah. roll with it. Okay, fine, whatever. You know, um, no freezing. Yeah, 
But yeah, I mean, I, I like the way the Padres are playing 15 and 10 in their last 25 games. With all that being said, Giants is a real test. Mm-hmm. Rays were a real test. You know, I mean, I think if you can get up there and go two and two, and again, I know there's still a game under 500. At some point, they're going to have to get over 500, but I, I don't know if I would kick two and two out of bed because you could do worse. Mm-hmm. Over the next four, you could go one and three. Of course, worst case, you could do worse than that, but they're not going to do worse than one and three, you wouldn't think, over the next four games. I, I You know, I'd probably take a split. I mean, how could you not? They've won seven straight, San Francisco. I think you'd take a split. You take a split, and then... You come home, you face the Nationals this upcoming weekend. Yeah. It'd be nice to it. like have. You, you, all right. So you take. So what's their record right now in the month? One game on. What? Overall? Overall. They're one under. Is it 35 and 36? No, no, no. I meant like their record in this month. The 17 and 10. We always, yeah, we always get. Um, okay. Stand by. Four and three, five, six. Six and four, seven, four, eight and four, eight and five, eight and six, ten and six. Ten and six. Okay. So seven and four. So you split the next two, next four against the Giants. Okay, that makes you twelve and eight. You take two or three from Washington. You're now fourteen and nine. That means you, you got to take... go three and one in those three in Pittsburgh, one in Cincinnati. So you take two or three from Pittsburgh and then you win the final game. On that Friday yeah. in Cincinnati, and you're 17 and 10. Yeah, it just proves you can't do worse than two and two against the Giants. If you go two and two against the Giants, yeah, 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 that's manageable, and that'd be. Good. I think if if they complete that gym, I think if they get to the end of June and do that 17 and 10, they're right where they need to be. As we said, basically, that was the whole point of going 17 and 10 in a month. They'd probably be right where they need to be. Yeah, 17 and 10 or better. That's that's what the kind of month you are going to have to get now from this team going forward. If you want this team to be in it, because they can't, you can't go 17 and 10 this month and then go 500 the next month. Cause then that means in August and September, you're going to need to play out of your fucking mind. Yeah. Because it'll still only be like a game or two over 500 at that point or whatever it would be. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to have to be at least 10 to 12 over, 10 over. the year. Yeah. Yeah. 10, 12 over. Yeah. You're right. Um, let me get back to some of these super chats, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Actually, I missed this one from HBVVBRBFBBFBN. Thank you, HBVV, for hanging out. He says he's going to buy tickets against the Mets just to boo Buck. I like when do it. The Mets, when do the Mets come here? Uh, right before the All-Star break. Right, literally, the three games. That's the Yep, that's the series for the All-Star break. Okay, so early July, Mets will be here. Yeah, that'll be an interesting <laughs> series. Bless you. Thank you. That's actually a really interesting homestand. Otani and Trout and the Angels, followed by Buck and the Mets. Yeah. That's a really, really interesting homestand. The Padres have nine games before the All-Star break. They have the three games against the Nats, and then three mm-hmm. against the Angels, three against the Mets Yeah, in early July. Um, HBVV, thanks, man, for hanging out. Thank you for the super. Johnny, what's going on, man? Good to have you here as always. Thanks for your listenership, your viewership. He says, safe to say Sanchez is cooled <laughs> off. Of course. And it never going to happen. And it's fine. You know what I mean? I mean he was never going to. And we were, everyone was letting the good times roll. But he was never going to hit 280. He shoot when he was rolling here. He wasn't hitting 280. He was hitting like 260 with power. Yeah. Listen, he gave you a lot for two weeks. I'm sure he'll have glimpses again. But the catching issues are the catching issues that the Padres have experienced offensively. Nola can't hit. He made a great play on that throw from Tatis tonight. Sanchez, mm-hmm. you know, you take what he gave you for those two weeks. But, I mean, 
Those two weeks don't, don't guarantee the next three months for Gary Sanchez. We knew that. There's a reason he was released. And I saw that retired editor of the newspaper in town say that, oh, Gary Sanchez is three for his last like 26 with two home runs. Is that bad? Is that good? That's for this for this catcher for this catching yeah. situation here. That's like amazing. Two home runs, like that means he hit two home runs. Yeah, two more than Austin Nola has hit this year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got to think you got to put everything in, in perspective here. Is like, has he cooled off? Absolutely. Has he given this team exactly what they needed in the, that two week stretch? Absolutely. Is he still the better, the best offensive option at catcher this this year so far right now? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, sure. So look at everything in context before you just start like trying to shit on those last 27 at bats. Yeah, I saw some really bad takes this weekend, by the way. There, there's a number of others. I saw some really odd things on social media the last couple of days for whatever reason. Um, HBVV, thank you again. He says Sanchez better bring revenge against the Giants. Why would revenge- he have? I think the revenge is being that he has struggled the last week. Sure. He never was on the Giants. Just like his own revenge. Like kind of like avenge. Avenge his poor play. Poor play over the last week or whatever it's been. Again, he was never going to. I mean, we you were like, listen, if he hits 18 home runs, it's like the greatest season ever. You know? He's got six already. He's that's what I was gonna say. 18 isn't he was never gonna hit 30 is our point. Like when he was rolling, we said maybe he hits 18 home runs. Nobody ever said he was going to 35, you know. If he gets you, if he gets you double digits, that's going to be a win. <laughs> yeah, and he should be able to do that, to be honest. He, I think he runs into balls. 15 to 20, I see that. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah. Did he start the year in San Francisco? No. <laughs> Not even a little itty bit? Not even in the minors with San Not Francisco? Not even. I mean, maybe. But he only played in the big leagues with the Mets. Hold on. He might have got cut from the Giants. Yeah, he did. He opted out. Okay. Let's see. Opted out. Revenge, revenge series coming up. <laughs> wow, man. He spent the first month <clears throat> in AAA, I guess. They okay. never called him up. Hmm. Well, he, their, catching, their catching situation is pretty decent right now. Yeah, it's probably better. Well, there's probably a reason Gary Sanchez wasn't up, would be my guess. Yeah. Um. Guys, while we have a moment, do want to remind you about our longtime partner here on the wrap-up show as well, Underdog Fantasy. Check them out at underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app. They've got a brand-new contest going on right now, the seventh inning stretch. You draft your Major League Baseball team, and you can win up to $30,000 if you win first place, 150000 in prizes. Here's the thing. There's no trades. There's no waivers. They do everything. All you do is draft $7 to enter, 150000 in total prizes, you can enter from now through July 14th. Play at underdogfantasy.com or on the Underdog Fantasy app. Use promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P, and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Again, promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. Get a 100% deposit match up to $100. You can see the drafts going on right now. By the way, sorry about your boy Ricky Fowler. Oh. choked. Talk um, about him just, oh, I know, man. What happened? What about your was, boy? Yeah, he struggled this weekend, but I didn't think he choked. He just struggled. I didn't think he was really yeah. in it over he the weekend. He, he, Ricky Fowler just beep. Dude, the 18th yesterday, I'm watching. He misses a, like three and a half foot putt. 
It, it wasn't good. But hey, shout out to Wyndham Clark. That was awesome. Shout out if you're if you're with us in the chat, Wyndham. Congratulations. Hey, congrats, Wyndham. I hope you're here. And if you are, then uh, clap emojis for you. Yeah, clap emojis for Wyndham Clark, who was 200 in the world like 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's just find a pick 'em. This is how easy it is to win on Underdog Fantasy. Let's see, Padres Giants. Let's find this game tomorrow. Are they playing? More games. Okay. Thought they were. <laughs> like okay, here we tomorrow. go. Here we go. I'm going higher on Tatis. This guy's a... I mean, he's... On half fire. a single? Are you kidding me? Should I go half single or one and a half total bases? Do over higher. Do higher on half a single. Okay, higher on half a single. I'm going to go higher on Soto half run. The guy walks. Yeah. Okay. Um... Lamont now, Wade. Now let me pair it with another game real quick. Who do we pick Shohei Otani? Who do we hate? <laughs> Shohei Otani. You hate Shohei Otani. Should we just go? No, I don't hate Otani. Just said he was the most underrated player in the history of professional sports. Mm-hmm. Hatred. I'll go higher on Ellie De La Cruz because people are still in love with him. Okay. Okay. So Let's say $25 wager pays 150 bucks. You go three for three on this pick, and it pays 150 bucks. You insure it, you can still win 75 bucks. Even if you get just two right, you can still win. Underdogfantasy.com, use promo code PODRAP, P A D S W R A P. Get there tonight or whenever you're watching. I know you probably already talked about it, but Tatis? Tatis is fucking incredible. I mean, his throw today and scoring that run there. Mm. Just completely causing havoc on the base pass. Like that's peak Tatis. Peak that's Tatis, vin- man. It's vintage Tatis, and he's only 24 years old, right? Um, it's crazy. He's the best right fielder in baseball. He might be the best outfielder all, you know, all in all in baseball. Um, and yeah, don't give me Mookie bets. Like, mm, not right now. Not right now. Um, he is clearly the right now the best player on the Padres. Um, he should be starting the all-star game in right field. And uh, Jim Wolf's a fucking clown. So there you go. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I think he's going to win multiple gold gloves in right. And you could argue he's going to win a lot more than that. But I think he wins multiple gold gloves in right. I think he'd win multiple gold gloves in center. Um, you know, since 2015, he has two of the three hardest thrown balls from the outfield. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, it's crazy in baseball. And he's just so confident right now in the outfield. And that pick oh, by Nola was good. It's, it takes two to tango yeah. in that situation. And Austin Nola's pick and tag. And avoiding was, the runner's lane. Right. Was was beautiful. It was. Yep. But that was impressive Man. from Tatis. And Tatis, where are you going? Did you see Matt Williams? He's like, stop. He's like, screw you. And he's like, I don't care. He's like, yeah, I'm fast. I'm, I'm, I'm Tatis. I'm Fernando Tatis Jr. I'm going to make a play. I'm going to yeah. make the play, and I'm going to force their team to mess up, and we'll be we'll be good. We'll be fine. How many, t- how many times in the five years that we've seen Tatis have we seen him do that? It's There's like seven examples of that, like yeah. first to home or second to home. We're like, wait, what? And the ball's like in the sh- in shallow, out- yeah. in the shallow center field. going. But it, it, I mean, these last two games, credit to the Padres. They... they were the overall better team and the, they, they made advantage. The, they took advantage of mistakes by the Rays who don't make 
many mistakes. And after Friday night's game, which we watched, it was like, yeah, how are they going to take these next two from this this team? This team is, I mean, Friday night they were incredible. They every really time, were. every single play they made, defensively, offensively, anytime they needed a hit with runner in scoring position, they hit it to the exact right spot. Pitching was fantastic, and you're like, this is this isn't. They're not the Padres are nowhere close to this right now. You know, like they're playing better, but they're not close to that. And then the next two days, yesterday with Blake Snell pitching, yep. I mean, backing up one of his best starts ever in a Padres uniform with another one of his best starts ever in a Padres uniform. He's been fantastic. There's no way around, you know, there's nothing bad to say about Blake Snell of late. He has been unbelievable. And then today, Musgrove, you know, everyone's worried about his like sack on his arm <laughs> or whatever you would kind of call it. And Musgrove's back. <laughs> Sciatic sack. What, what, what's it called? Bursa sack. Bursa sack. Yeah. He was fantastic. The bullpen. Stephen Wilson's been amazing. Um, yeah, man. That it was. It was nice to see them not crumble after losing Friday night's game and finishing up with uh, their first winning homestand of the entire season. I know. Crazy. Moises, thank you, man, for hanging out. Thank you for the super chat, guys. If you want to weigh in, if you want to support our work, and click the dollar sign below the chat box. He says, I know they don't measure disruption in baseball, but Tatis is the ultimate disruptor on base, at bat, and right. There are no comps for Tatis right now. He's one of one. I would say position player-wise, yes. He's not Otani, obviously. Otani's year is ridiculous, by the way, as a position player, too. Um, but he's essentially a one-of-one position player right now, the way he's playing and using all of his tools. Um, and you love to see it. His June is as good of a June as anyone has had in baseball other than Otani. That's a great uh, message there. Super chat, Moises. It, I 100% agree, and I'm stealing that from you. And I'll give you credit, but he is the best disruptor, the ultimate disruptor in, in baseball, for sure. That is a great, great super yeah. chat. Well, he just makes other teams. It's like it's professional baseball all of a sudden because of his speed and his like – I don't know, intuitiveness. And he makes other teams look like college teams or high school teams where all of a sudden the game slows down for him mm-hmm. and he does things you shouldn't be able to do. You should never be able to go from second to home on that ball. That tr- he just puts so much There's, pressure. Yeah, he puts pressure on the opposition. On the other team that they have to be perfect. And sometimes he might get called, it might you know backfire in his face. But I tell you what, in his career so far, uh, it hasn't backfired too many times. No, not if, very often. If any, not very often. It pays off 95% of the time. I mean, being overly those, aggressive. Take that, yeah. I mean, just being overly aggressive works typically, but then when you're special and an athlete like he is, it really works well. And then the team feeds off it. You heard Snell in the dugout um, because he was on the broadcast and he was like mm-hmm. freaking out when he went first to first to home. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was an incredible moment. It really was. It was an yep. incredible moment. And yesterday had those weird things. They bunted three straight times. I know. I mean, what? I, I tweeted everybody that wants this team to play more small ball and bunt more was having like an out-of-body oh. experience watching that. Yeah, it was like the greatest thing that's ever happened. It was. <laughs> it's so <them>. true. <laughs> uh, big series coming up, guys. Really big series. Um, before we get out of here, we do want to remind you that we have a brand new partner here on the wrap-up show. It is, well, MLB Shop. So this is the official store of the Padres, and guess what? They've got a 65% off sale going on right now, site-wide, up to 65% off. Use code POPUP. I've got the link pinned right now in the top of the chat. Get to the chat. 
Click the link pinned at the top of the chat. You can get up to 65% off site-wide. Use code POPUP. And they have deals going on right now that are ending at midnight. I really like this, by the way, guys. Like, I like this look with like the City Connect with Swing Fryer. I think that's a cool look. This is heavily discounted right now at MLBshop.com. Um, I was looking at some stuff earlier as well. Where was it? Well, obviously they have this as well. If you're looking for the new era 4th of July cap that's now available, this fitted, they'll wear on field on the 4th of July. So check it out. Up to 65% off site-wide. Use code POPUP. Click the link that is pinned in the top of the chat. Good to be partnering with the official online shop of your San Diego Padres. All right, Jim, we don't have a show tomorrow. I mean, we have, we'll have a wrap-up show. We don't have a radio show. Yeah, wrap-up show, no radio show, though. What's the deal with the radio? I don't know. Oh, it's a federal holiday. <laughs> right. So no radio it's, show. It's, June, it's Juneteenth. That's right. We will be back Tuesday on the radio at 3 o'clock. We'll be back tomorrow night right here, though, for the wrap-up show. Uh, recapping game one, Padres-Giants feels like a pretty big series, doesn't it? Giants in second place. They've moved past the Dodgers, who have struggled. Padres are four games behind the Giants, so a chance by winning three out of four to make mm-hmm. up two games. And it's also a good test here coming off a series versus the best team in baseball versus now one of the hottest teams in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, it's a good. It, honestly, it's a it's a it's a good time to be playing the Giants as they're so hot because you're kind True. of playing good baseball as well. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, we're playing good baseball. We feel confident about ourselves going up against arguably the hottest team in baseball right now, the Giants. Uh, a couple of things, Chango. I want to say six forty five is the start time. Giants have six forty five start times. Yes, six forty five. And then there was another. And then Chad. With a good point, mission get above 500. You win three out of four, not easy. Mm-hmm. You come home over 500, you split, you come home one game under, and you could win two out of three against the Nationals to get to 500. So, yeah, I mean, it's an important time. We're gonna, it's going to be July before it, we know it. It shows you how like long it could take to get to and above 500. That if they split versus the Giants and take two or three versus the Nationals, which you would say it's a pretty solid week, right? Mm-hmm. And you're 500. You're only at 500. And that's a week of games. Yep. So yeah, that's why. Gonna, that, yeah. No, they still need that eight and one, nine game yeah. stretch. Why it's important. That's why we keep talking about hey, this is good baseball, but they need to be better. Yeah. That's right. I think that's a good point. Um, all right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow night. We'll recap Padres Giants game, one of a four game series up in the Bay for. Well, everyone involved here, by the way, for our partners, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. If you have insurance needs, Make sure to check out Mark Nimitz. There is a link in the description down below. He's our title sponsor, Aura, O-R-A dot organic. Click the link in the description down below. If you're looking for plant-based nutritional products, there's nobody better than Aura. Underdog Fantasy, use promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. Get a 100% deposit match up to $100 at Underdog Fantasy or on the Underdog Fantasy app. And again, click that link pinned at the top of the chat if you want to take advantage of special deals going on right now in the Padres official team store up to 65% off up to 65% off. Click that link pinned in the top of the chat. Subscribe. We have year round Padres content for you and smash the like button as well for Jim. I'm John. This has been the wrap up show. Bye-bye. Just kidding. Now. Bye-bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.